0: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDSE.
1: Hi, I'm Bex. And I'm Laura. And we're here to talk openly and honestly about miscarriage, stillbirth, and all pregnancy loss. We aim to smash the taboo surrounding these subjects and rebuild the topic
0: in a way to support and educate women rather than isolate and shame them. Welcome to the worst girl gang ever. Hey guys, just a little heads up before the episode begins. There's a couple of things. Firstly, Ben and Panny weren't able to get anyone to take care of their little girl while they recorded the podcast with us. So you might hear a few little gurgling sounds, you know, cute baby sounds. Um, That's their little girl. There was no crying or anything like that. She was very well behaved, but just wanted to give you the heads up on that. And then secondly, I'm so sorry, the sound quality is not the best. I know that you you all come here for polished, professional episodes of our podcast, and um, you're not used to things being substandard. <laughs> if only. No, sorry, it's shit sound quality. But um, we promise one day we will invest in some equipment and get a bit better at it. Um, in the meantime, you just have to deal with it. I'm afraid. Enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of The Worst Girl Gang Ever. We today are joined by a couple. This is the second time ever that we've had a couple on the podcast. So welcome, Ben and Pan. Yeah, my full name is Bo Pani, but it's shortened to
2: Panny. So
0: yeah. Ah, it's <laughs> a very pretty name.
2: Thank you. It's Cambodian. Oh,
0: oh lovely. I, now, funnily enough, I've been to Cambodia. <laughs> oh, really? yeah. oh strapping guys the last, there's a
1: story coming <laughs>
0: the, the last podcast episode that we recorded was with a lady who um got her donut eggs from ecuador and i i've been to ecuador and yeah Amazing.
1: so so there we are well traveled well traveled is the uh, bottom line of this of this story so is that where you're from
2: uh, yeah, my parents are Cambodian, yeah. So okay. There now, so we're actually hoping to head out there next month. Actually, now restrictions are open.
1: And wow, oh, that must okay. be so exciting. No, you
2: know, so exciting. I haven't seen my parents in like two
1: and a half years. So. Oh, wow. I know. Wow. <laughs> Gosh. Oh, fingers crossed that all goes well then. Yeah, thank you. So where are you talking to us from? Where are you now? Where are you currently?
3: So we are in Walthamstow, East London.
1: Oh, Oh, not not as not as exotic. (laughs) No. No. (laughs) (laughs) And guys, tell us a bit about what have we done? The whole welcome. Oh yeah, we've done that. Sorry. Sorry. Well, actually, these guys got in contact with us after
0: um, just before the film came out, wasn't it?
2: Yeah Yeah. I I will have my like fangirl moment with you both now and just say that yeah I I just think you're both amazing in terms of what you have done in this space and um, you know when we were thinking about this film you were one of the first people that we reached out to really just to say you know we're making this film we'd love if you could share it because um, I think uh, you had started Kind of around the time that we had had our second miscarriage, and I was listening, and I think you had three episodes live in um, okay. and out. Um, and, you know, Bex, I really resonated with you because our first missed miscarriage was, um, you know, during COVID. And mm. I just felt the same as you, you know, it was so devastating. It really changed us. And, um, you know, we just felt the need to do something positive with something terrible basically and you know I think what you're doing in terms of you know really opening up the conversation and breaking the taboo is it's it's what needed to be done um and I think that yeah you both are doing amazingly so you were my first kind of port of call when we wanted to share something.
1: Oh Pani thank you so much for saying that it's um it is a devastating thing to go through and it's it's frightening how actual actually how how isolated you can feel following that experience when you don't know where to turn or you don't know who to speak to. And certainly the only comfort I got was from talking to a couple of my friends that I knew had experienced the same, but often people when they don't talk about it, you know, that in my friendship group, there's probably more people that have been through it, but not talked about it. And therefore they've cut themselves off from healing through, through sharing.
2: Mm. Um,
1: So we just think your film is incredible for those obviously we're doing this we will link it in the um in the show notes of this podcast but oh my gosh we both when you emailed it to us Laura said have you seen it have you seen it and I I and we both just tears streaming down our face it's so powerful so tell Mm. us a little bit about what made you decide that that's what you wanted to do and how you sort of went about it
3: um so it was quite a long gestation period um that began um shortly after our uh, first uh, mis- miscarriage. So as Pani said, we kind of wanted to, um, you know, respond to what happened to us in a creative way. Um, obviously, we, we um, I'm a director, Pani, uh, Pani and I uh, run a production company. And so we kind of responded to what we'd been through kind of, a, I guess, as filmmakers and thought, what, what can we do to... Um, to help put these experiences that are so, um, you know, uh, secretive and um, mm. uh, around such a, such a taboo subject and make it something that we can reach an audience with. So that was the kind of initial motivation behind doing it. A lot of it came from uh, feelings of, you know, having to keep it secret and, um, you know, those usual feelings um, around miscarriage, um and uh yeah, we kind of w- 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 like wanted to respond to it in a in a in a positive way. And so the first thing we just started talking about it, we'd go for walks, you know, it's during lockdown, and we'd just go for walks in the parks here in London and we'd just talk about w- what we could possibly do with it. Um and then it was about um getting uh Tommy's on board to mm-hmm. the project and partnering with them. Um, and that happened around the time of the second miscarriage.
2: Yeah. Um, it was, I mean, there's, there was so much to kind of unpack and include in the film because our journey, you know, it wasn't long in the grand scheme of things, but when you're in it, it feels like the longest thing in the world. Um
0: yeah.
2: And, uh, you know, when we first started trying for a baby, I mean, we've been together for, you know, 13 years and, you um, when we started trying I actually always assumed that we would have problems Uh, you know I had like a year of kind of fibroid um treatment before and kind of hormone um and you know you take that time to like flush everything out of your system too so and I do I've heard other people say on your podcast before um you think there's only a certain amount of luck in the world don't you and you just think we have got everything that we want really you know we love our job we have you know lovely family lovely friends you know we, we live in you know a, a great place as well this is not going to be easy for us and mm. both of our sisters had um quite straightforward processes as well so I don't know I had like this niggling feeling that mm. something would go wrong um so it took a little while to get um pregnant first of all anyway and then that first miscarriage um it just really impacted us so much more than I thought it would. And I've actually found this throughout, um, you know, trying miscarriages and and now having a baby as well. But I kept on saying to Ben, you know, I thought I'd be braver. I thought I'd be stronger because I think, you know, I went into it very prepared, like researched everything. I knew what a miscarriage was before I had one because I'd done all of the reading about what could possibly go wrong. Oh mm. bless you. Yeah. So I knew I was kind of waiting for something to go wrong. Mm. But even then, it was just such a shock. And you know, I think it was the combination of um, you know, it happening in lockdown, I think that was just was such a miserable experience, you know, being in those scans and it was during the, that mad time when
0: it was eat out help out
1: and everybody was in pubs and, like, having a great Yeah. Mm. But Ben couldn't come into a scam with me. To yeah. A- it was such that I, oh, gosh, I identify with that so much. It was such a shitty, mm. like, place when everything seems so unfair. Like, I found out recently, you know, the whole, the the garden party scandal was actually the, the day after turned out to be the day after I found out that I'd lost my baby. And obviously I found out, as you guys did, as you did, like alone and that that loneliness and that being on your own in such a clinical environment, just absolutely, it it, it sharpens the edges of the experience, doesn't it? And cut and just cuts you. And I think even just the the lack of, I never realised how much I kind of like the physical touch and physical comfort of being But I couldn't even hug my mum, you know, I couldn't even, it was like her saying hello over a fence type. It just made me feel so disconnected from human sort of comfort. And it was, yeah, it's a really, but in some other ways as well, it was nice to have, because my husband didn't have to go back to work because we were in COVID, it was nice to have that kind of quietness to assess our feelings, a bubble to kind of work out and sort of touch touch the edges of it and and find out how much it hurt that sort of thing. It was it was a lot of, I mean, did you did, did was your your so sorry. Let's go back a bit. Tell us about your film. Tell us about it. You know, describe it to us because there will be people listening that don't know what we're talking about.
3: Um, so <clears throat> yeah, so between the between the, the our first and the second, we had two miscarriages before um, before Borrome here was 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 born um, and. After the first one, we kind of wanted to respond to it and do something creative and make a film. And we partnered with Tommy's um, around the time uh, of our second miscarriage, which, um, which didn't kind of, which just spurred us on more, I guess, to kind of, um, it just gave us more impetus and more ambition to, to do it again. Because obviously every miscarriage is so different. And we, um, we wanted to show that in the film as well um and
0: can I just say you really did you you mm. covered so many things that literally there were people say to us when they listen to the podcast that they're that they're like oh my god yes yes the me too and it felt like that watching your film
3: yeah, Just that was it the felt amb- like you
0: covered all bases
3: yeah, that was the ambition. So after our second miscarriage, we kind of thought, right? Let's we we need to be go full steam ahead and make this. So we partnered with Tommy's, um, and it was when um, Pat and I were just out for a walk, and I just said, "What if the narrative of the film is told in reverse? Because mm. the 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 power of that moment when you find out you're pregnant for the first time is so amazing, um, and it's um, it kind of unravels from there all the way to." You know getting pregnant, getting pregnant with Borrome, um, and and to be honest, like not really ever enjoying that pregnancy, yeah. um, you know, and worrying about that pregnancy the whole way through. And um, we thought, what better way of showing that that crazy contrast between the moment you find out for the first time and the struggles mm. so many couples have, um, subsequently than to tell the story backwards and end with that moment that we that Pani and I shared the first time we got pregnant. So that was very much the ambition behind it. And as soon as we figured out, right, let's tell this in reverse, let's end with that moment, that's when it all kind of fell into place and we brought time forward to make it happen.
1: The impact of that moment, because at the end of the film, you have the first, obviously, as you were saying, at the end of the film, you have the first positive pregnancy test and everything in you just oh it makes me feel quite emotional now everything in you just wants the story to be different you've just watched this whole story of this couple going through multiple miscarriage and at the end the first and you just long for it to be different you know you've already watched it it. you know how it plays out so many people so devastating that you know what's gonna what's about that couple you know what they're gonna go go through and it's you know, you be, you're able to pinpoint the emotions surrounding the other family members and the difficulties that you you kind of fall into as a couple and the arguments and that sort of thing and the, the stress and the pressure and it's so cleverly done. It's just an absolute. It's really brilliant. So well bloody done. It's fantastic.
3: Yeah. Well, that was very much the the ambition with that ending um, to because um, you know so many people have who have had positive experiences who have got, you know got pregnant um and then you know um not experience baby loss of any kind that um we wanted it to you know to, to, to remind those people of that moment as well so that you know the idea being that you know you, you're aware of what the characters uh are, are going to go through but you know and, and they don't in that moment but then it mm. also appeals to people who you know or reminds them um of that moment that they perhaps shared when they had you know just a positive experience so we wanted to essentially reach as wide an audience
1: as possible yeah yeah and as as you say like the, the we talk about a lot about the power of identification as you say that couples who have not who are lucky enough to, not to ever have any difficulty will be able to identify with that last point and as you say it will make them think like shit it could have gone the mm. other way for us it's a bit
0: of a sliding doors moment isn't it yeah there's that definitely. naivety of, of pregnancy right there in that moment of that first positive pregnancy test and then anyone who's ever slipped down the other side of loss that they're they're never going to get that again and that's um that's what makes it so sort of poignant and and sad at the end or the beginning it's such an kind
2: of undeniably magical moment isn't it to get Mm. first pregnancy positive and and to see that and um the, the film actually starts with a quote from this amazing chapter by Maggie O'Farrell in her memoir, um, Baby in Bloodstream, which is all about her experience with the current miscarriage. And, you know, there's she she talks in that chapter about, you know, when you see that positive sign, all logic kind of goes out the window. You know that something bad could happen, you know that it's not guaranteed but your hormones and your emotions just kind of run away with you when you start mm-hmm. imagining, you know, what life could be with this person, what they're going to look like, who they're going to be. And of course you have those conversations as a couple as well. You get excited. Mm, yeah. And everybody is so excited for you as well. And it was that just swell of like excitement at the beginning in that first pregnancy announcement versus how we felt when we were getting to like, second time and third time, it just kind of like dulled and slipped away. It's, it's so lonely to go through mm. experience. And I think that was what we were really keen to show as well in that reverse too. Was
0: it tip- a bit like therapy for you?
1: Yeah.
2: Hugely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think, you know, the biggest compliment that we have is when, you know, we're so conscious that we wanted to be sensitive to the baby loss community. Like, you know, we're not saying we're one size fits all in how we think and feel about this as a process. Um, So there was definitely a sense of nerves in, in presenting it because also there isn't, you know, a huge amount that shows recurrent miscarriage on screen, you know. In terms of, um, you know, TV and films, you know, we have somebody, you know, maybe gets a little bit of blood and they're a bit sad and they carry on. Like, there's actually not that much out there. So... There was a lot of weight of responsibility on us. Um, so the biggest compliment that we ever get is when people comment and they say, "You know, I, this this is exactly like my experience." And what I can do is I can just show this to my family and friends, and they will mm. get what the mm. last few years have been like for us. Um, and that's what we really wanted. We wanted people to feel a bit less alone and to be able to show people who, as you say, you know, some people are really lucky and. You know, it's hard not to feel jealous of them, but, um, you know, they are really lucky. And it's a case of just sharing that experience and getting them to understand that, you know, it is really consuming. It takes over your whole life Mm. for whatever period it's um, there for. Um, And we actually kind of shifted the focus of it as well slightly, because initially, after our first miscarriage, carriage, it was kind of all about... um, just opening the conversation about miscarriage we found you know we're in our mid-30s we've got you know very close um family and friends all of whom are you know we were actually one of the last to have kids like everybody's had kind of second and third kids now we mm. our first, and just you know everybody was amazing actually I have two best friends who are particularly incredible but nobody really knew what to say because mm. they had really spoken about it when they'd had experiences and, um, that, that was the kind of first ambition of it to just represent what that experience was and to just make few people feel comfortable, you know, maybe a friend just reaching out to another friend if that had happened. And then as Ben said, like it continued and we had our second mis- miscarriage, um, in Christmas of 2020, so it was actually uh, the day before Boris cancelled no, Christmas. No, it was the day of the, the day, off. The day off. sorry, yeah. we found out the day oh. cancelled Christmas. Honestly, it was just, yeah, we uh, we actually, you know, again, a bit more of a muted response. We kind of told people very quietly that we were pregnant, but, you know, like the film, the second time around, we were kind of still quietly.
1: Constant. Cautiously optimistic, yeah. Yeah. You kind yeah.
0: Of think, oh, we've had a Once unlucky, break. right? People say, one, one's bad luck. You're un, very unlikely to miscarry again.
2: Totally. And that's what everybody was saying to us as well. You know, everyone mm. was behind us and just saying, you, you probably have the bad luck already. Like, don't worry. Um, and obviously we'd started concepting this film and thinking about it already. And Ben had this reverse in his head and had already started speaking to a composer. And we were on our way down. Our company is based in Brighton. And we were driving down and Ben played me the first draft of the music and I heard that music go from, you know, what it is in a film where it's, you know, very somber at the start and then you get this crescendo into like the excitement of that first mm-hmm. test. I started weeping, I was 10 weeks pregnant at the time. I started weeping and I just said to him, I just, if this pregnancy goes wrong, I can't do this again. I, you know, it's just, it's so much to put your body and, to emotionally go through, um, and then we had a kind of staff party where we told everyone that I was pregnant. And Aww. the next day we stayed in a travel lodge soberly. The next day, you know, I went to the toilet and saw the first spot of blood. I was like, "Oh shit!" Like, you know, is this really going to happen again? And then we came back, you know, got scanned, and they just said, you know, we think it's the same thing again um can you come back in on Monday so that was the Saturday and I was just kind of waiting and I really wanted to have um the surgical management mm. that ended up kind of naturally miscarrying on Sunday which I really didn't want I was kind of terrified of it happening oh, I'm
1: again so, sorry.
2: Um, so you know, it, yeah, it was just, it was how things can change so quickly. You know, mm. one day we we're pregnant, we we're going to have to celebrate with, you know, telling people we have this film in mind. And the next day, miscarriage, Christmas is cancelled. <laughs> Where do we go from here? And yeah. in that period between, you know, recovering from the second miscarriage, which I really struggled with, you know, I found it, it was that week after Christmas as well. We came home, we just kind of hunkered down and kept on binge-watching stuff. But every time I wasn't watching something, I would just start crying. immediately. Mm, I couldn't even control it. And I said to Ben, I don't know how I'm going to function in normal life. Like, I literally can't stop crying. Um, And, you know, January is so bleak anyway. February is so bleak. And then, you know, there's that kind of cruel kink in your biology that you're recommended to just start trying as soon as you can afterwards because your body's ready, isn't it?
0: Yeah. They say that you're incredibly fertile after yeah. after miscarriage. Um whether you're ready mentally for it is another matter, isn't it?
2: And this is it, you know, it took it took us, you know, eight months to get the first time. So it's like, well let's keep on going and you really have to kind of push yourself Into that and actually that was quite hard to hear as well sometimes when you know we would get pregnant quite quickly after a miscarriage and people would say oh you're very fertile aren't you it's like well no actually I'm fertile for a really bad reason actually Mm. um but yeah it was between that second and third when we saw that Tommy's had reached this research out in um the Lancet paper which was all about getting help before the third miscarriage and we were yeah completely in that world then we were going into trying for a third time and because it was our you know we we're trying for our first we just didn't know whether it would happen for us and you know I think we'd kind of both agreed that we wouldn't go down the IVF route it's just kind of not for us my parents are Cambodians we chatted about and you know my thought had always been well if we can't have a baby it's just the universe telling us to adopt a Cambodian baby so Mm. we we kind of knew that was plan b um if if anything happened but we had to get to that third one to get answers and yeah but I've explained to other people that you know the
1: pregnancy that's
2: now our daughter that was a science experiment
1: you know yeah try and find answers um, it's I just think that I think that a lot is that when you get knowing that you know you're going to get answers if you have a third miscarriage but not until you've had the miscarriage like how much for head fuck is that to be trying for a baby in order to lose it in order to get the help that you need you know that must be on people's minds who are trying for a third having lost two trying for a third just thinking this is actually sort of in some ways a tick box because gr- if we have this baby and, and the pregnancy goes well great but if not at least we can do this you know that's kind of that must and be a sort people of people say that to,
0: a lot yeah at least yeah. you can get the tests done now
1: exactly and that's yeah. a, but that's a that's an incredibly heavy thing To be taking on, you know, a panic, as you said earlier, like when you sat there and you said, I don't know if I can do this again. I felt like that Uh, uh, after our loss. I you're so at odds because, you know, the pain, you know, it, you know, the mental pain, you know, the physical pain, you know, the, the torture, you know, everything that goes into it. And yet you want it so much. That you sort of like. How do you kind of? It's two things in your head all the time, isn't it? And that you're trying to play off against each other, and this and that, and this and that. And I mean, Laura, you you you're you feel like that now, don't you? I know we talked yeah. talked about that recently. Yeah,
0: I think before before I had birthday, I there was never any doubt about trying again. It was just, um, uh, you know, trying to get my head ready for it, but there there was there was never never doubt I couldn't stop trying whereas now I've got him I think oh do we just do we just like draw a line here quit while we're ahead Um, and stop stop putting ourselves through it but it's just a mind fuck yeah it's it's
2: horrible having to put yourself through that and kind of know that because you've got like an idea of what happens each time and what your body goes through and what you go through emotionally, you just know the journey that you're about to go on. And you know, mm. I, like I said, I kept on saying to Ben, "I thought I'd be stronger, I thought I'd be braver, I thought I'd be better." Especially, you know, second time around because I thought, you know, we've been through this once before, but actually found it so much worse. Um,
0: I think it does get worse. Yeah,
1: yeah. it must just chip there's away shock. at you. Your first and time, you're...
0: there's a lot of shock yeah. and disbelief but yeah it like you say Bex it does it just chips away um and you feel more shit about yourself as a person as a woman i think that's that's the worst thing your confidence just goes but i have to pull you up on the whole uh, uh stronger thing because we were talking to someone about this recently there is no there's no choice is there it's not it's not about it's not about being strong. Maybe your expectations were that that, that miscarriage and loss wasn't going to be as horrendous as it is. And I think until you go through it, you don't realise how bloody awful it is
1: going to be. But it we doesn't mean told, that... we never told. Oh, we never no. taught. We never taught how you know the, the, the miscarriage and pregnancy loss is never part of our narrative because we're not brought up with that as a potential narrative. So that's the shock comes from there. The shock comes from mm. the fact that. We are so Disneyland in our childhoods. You know, that's that's what we believe. No one thinks, oh, I might lose a baby one day. We all go, oh, I wonder if I'm going to have any babies. You know, I wonder how old I am when I have my first baby. That's 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 the conversation that we have in our heads. We don't want You say
0: I wonder. I didn't I didn't wonder. I knew. I had it planned.
2: <laughs> yeah. You, you kind of have an idea of when you want it and then like, life derails it. And it's just, yeah. I think if you're somebody who is... In control of everything else in your life There's zero control over this, and mm.
3: um,
2: you know that's what's really challenging.
3: But well, that's you know, what we, um, and uh, that's what we wanted to share in the film as well, because we're the, the reason for that. What you're talking about, Vex, is because we're fed that narrative through the things we watch as well.
1: Uh, yeah, you know, absolutely. You
3: know, uh, in you know, you watch like you know any high school romantic comedy or whatever, and you know the, the pregnancy, pregnancy is what happens accidentally. It's never something that. Um that has complications and so because we've fed that narrative as as kids and even now like you know growing up and you know this as Pani said earlier there's so um little representation for this on screen that was so much of our um driving ambition that 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 fed Mm -hmm. our ambition to 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 be as genuine and as real as possible and uh, Pani was talking about the feedback whenever people say um this felt so real that's the biggest compliment they can pay because that's exactly what we were trying to do and and show that um uh with the reverse as well show you know we, we worked so hard at, at having having this couple kind of drain the life drain from them at the beginning and showing ha- how they physically changed hopefully we captured mm. how they physically changed over the yeah. period at the end and how they're you know such positive people in that in those final sequences uh, and they just look so different as well because mm. um you know, as, as you said, it, it gets harder. Each each one kind of actually gets harder. Um, it does change and it you, doesn't it? It, it, drains, it drains the life out of you. I mean, yeah. Of you actually, yeah.
0: I always say yeah. to Bex, I did used to be a nice, positive person. <laughs> and
1: I always really strongly <laughs> doubt that. <laughs> <laughs> honest <laughs> Just have no, to, I'm joking, go back a long way <laughs> yeah, okay. but I think it's it's so it's your film is so authentic because obviously I mean this isn't made for you guys it wasn't made retrospectively was it it was made as you were going through all this trauma was that hard for you to engage with I mean Pani you you said that you went through stages where you couldn't stop crying I mean how did you possibly watch and comment and how were you critically able to evaluate the film, being in such a, a devastatingly traumatic place yourself?
2: Sure, it was actually, it was an amazing distraction. And it, just like timings-wise, so we connected Tommy's at the time I found out that I was pregnant with Boromay. Um, So we were like very early stages pregnant. And I was very open with them and I said, you know, I'm six weeks pregnant and they were very sensitive and just said, you know, if you don't feel like you can continue this, it's amazing that you want to do this. If you don't feel like you can, we will not think any badly of you. Mm. Um, But it was so important to continue because we didn't know whether this pregnancy would be successful. But what we knew we could do is we could make this film and we could have something positive Mm. result. So it, it kind of. Like, we were more impassioned than ever to kind of keep going with it, regardless of what might happen with the pregnancy. I just wanted to get to the end of 2021 and have that film. A baby would be a baby, basically. That was like the thing that was on the card. So, yeah, we were very early stage. I was about six months pregnant when we actually filmed on set. Um, And, you know, there were definitely moments in filming that were really tough I mean obviously one of the big things for us and well for me that I really wanted to get across was the actual miscarriage scene itself of seeing Sarah our actress in the bathroom because Mm -hmm. that is just such a it's it's such a kind of difficult experience and I I don't think I've ever seen it like that before um you know you are on your own like quite often because you don't know when it's going to happen your partner might not be there you have to do it within your own home like I naturally miscarried, miscarried at home twice and just you know, walking past your bathroom or even getting, on a basic level, even getting your period in that bathroom where you've miscarried is, like, mm. very traumatic. Um, and, you know, we just wanted to get a sense of that pain. It's it's a labour. It's a mini-label. And I didn't know that until I went through it and I read other people's stories about it. The NHS don't give you that guidance when they send you off and say, it may or may not happen, there might be something. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's not what it is. So... That was I found that really difficult when filming, um, but obviously I wanted to be there. It was such an important scene, so mm. it's very very intense. Um, then you broke at um, the scene with um, Tom and his dad. So the scene in the pub,
3: where he, yeah. Tom I mean, what, what's interesting, I guess, to uh, you're going back to your question about was it difficult? Um, what, what was kind of um, what was really. I guess satisfying about it was combining our own experiences. So some some scenes are completely lifted from our own experience. Mm. Um that one's actually not the the one um where he tells his dad in the pub, you know. But it, it it's it was really important to um kind of cover as much as we could in terms of potential experiences that people could have. So
1: mm.
3: in that scene where he um where um the dad says Um, his final word to the son is finally Um, and the idea there is that you get the um, you get the impression that oh that not only have they gone through three losses but it was actually really difficult for them to get pregnant in the first place that's the idea Mm -hmm. of that Mm. that final scene you know that wasn't really the the case for us obviously it wasn't super quick or easy but you know, it, it wasn't like a really long process, so we we wanted to use our own experiences to really uh, make those moments as authentic as possible. You know, Panny saying we did it very much is what is how our journey began, and obviously how the film ends. Um, and there are there are scenes like lifted um, from our own lives, uh, especially the scene uh, where they're told about the mis miscarriage with the um, with the sonographer and you know um, uh, Tom, our actors responses a missed miscarriage you know what is that like penny said mm. she'd, done, she'd done her research i had not i'd never heard that yeah
0: um, most people haven't heard of it i've
3: never heard that so i wanted to kind of capture my own shock that i had in the room at the time in, mm. um, in that scene so there was moments that we really kind of drew on our own experiences to make it as real and authentic as possible but then there were other scenes that we um We we put in there that um, captured other people's experiences that we'd spoken to, um, including some of the people that were working on the film with us. You know, we Mm, tried to build a team that um, we built a team as much as we could um, of um, crew members and collaborators who had experience with the subject matter themselves. So,
0: all
3: all of their own experiences fed into fed into it not only in the scripting phase but also in the shooting phase as well um,
1: that's brilliant because that I mean that that must have been incredibly validating for them as well to have that representation in something that they yeah. believed in and given them the kind of the, the passion and the drive to to help make it as authentic as it is yeah it yeah was, that's really it, incredible
2: such a unique experience like obviously Ben's been on far more sets than I have but um you know these people they all they all worked for free for three days they you know worked so incredibly hard they oh, were amazing much like sensitivity to it everybody was constantly checking in on me all the time so, there were people on set who had been through loss and were going through loss themselves and we were so again the responsibility of it was a lot because mm. we knew we had to do we had to do justice to what they were putting in and their experiences too. Um, but it made for a very like special experience because, um, you know, we're in production and, you know, we do a lot of advertising as well. You know, crew will turn up to a car commercial and, you know, it doesn't really mean that much to it. Then they, you know, ship in, ship out, they clock on, clock off. Everybody came in with such incredible like spirit into this and gave everything Um, And I don't think we'll kind of ever experience that, you know, Mm -hmm. in that sense of like love on a set again. It was really,
1: really special. It is. I think it's so special. And I think that just serves to demonstrate like how important the topic is, because every like we sometimes we if we're trying to find someone to like, for example, our marketing, we've just been on this sort of marketing crusade. And everyone (laughs) that we contact, they write back and say, we think it's amazing what you're doing which is so true like it is amazing talking about this stuff and trying to get help for people that need help at the darkest point of their life is an incredible an incredibly rewarding thing to do and also helps you sort of come to terms and deal with your own grief doesn't it I think helping others yeah. in turn helps helps you um and I guess that, Definitely. That, that that spirit of, of all your co-workers on the film must have been incredible and actually really really productive in terms of helping you put that well I mean it comes across so so clearly that that everyone was so in tune with with your vision from what from what you've said um yeah. so what are you doing with it now where where what does the future of this film look like for you So the campaign kind of slightly
2: shifted as well. So um, you know, once we'd kind of settled on the narrative entirely, um, Tommy's kind of went away and thought, okay, well, how can we best use this now? And um, you know, it was incredible actually for us that they came up with this record of loss. So the record of losses, you know, uh, miscarriages at the, at the moment are unrecorded. And what we've found mm-hmm. our experience is that you know you're at your absolute most vulnerable, but you have to advocate for yourself. You have to be the one who's, who says, "I've had one loss, I've had two left." Loss to like correct the sonographer. You know, that was
3: one of our uh, experiences as well. That that scene where, um, she, uh, you know, the sonographer has in her notes that she they've had one loss before, they've actually had two before. Like that's mm-hmm. really yeah. our own experience. Mm.
2: I went Again. into a, a scan and they thought that I was nearly full term because they were basing it on my last failed pregnancy.
3: Oh God!
2: Well, they're but like they're just, like
3: looking at Panny's tummy, being like, "Is that?
2: That's not right. That's and not right. Like, is no, it? It was it's just not right. Crazy." Yeah. Um, so it's it's insane that yeah, couples in that scenario have to push and so this record of loss um you know it's the first attempt to get a register of how many there have been and the thought behind it is that obviously if you've got that statistical information that means that you know there's a sense of what the actual problem is the scale of the problem therefore you know there can be more funding there can be more research and ultimately it's you know also breaking the stigma as well you know there's this yeah needs to be a secret grief it needs to be the secret loss that's kind of hidden away but you know when when some of our friends didn't speak to to us about it I just thought you know what well if one of my family members had died Mm. asking me about it of course yeah we lost a baby like that's that's still a type of grief and therefore that death needs to be registered so um that's uh, what Tommy's are kind of still tied in with the film um, for. So um, it's got about 25,000 signatures on the, At the moment, they're looking to get 50,000. So
1: Amazing. Yeah,
2: it's a really positive thing to try and get people to register. And it's yeah, all about you know understanding the scale of the problem and for people to feel like their loss matters as well. I think that's yes. really key for us, like it not being recorded, People not really understanding how many we'd had, it made us feel like it didn't matter that we had, lost yeah. and it only mattered to us. And um, yeah, that's that's kind of what the film is kind of pushing towards. And uh, that's think...
3: where the "Who's Counting" um, idea came. It was that, it was that final kind of call with Tommy's uh, before we really pushed ahead and 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 made it where. Um, I think they actually said on the call, you know, and who's counting, and we and we said, there's the campaign title, you know. Yeah. and it was it was that's when it all kind of fell into place.
1: Yeah, definitely. That's so and it's so I just think it's so um you're so right with the whole we need to normalize what is essentially we need to normalize the conversation around what is essentially a normal thing to go through. It's not it's not nice and it's not, you know, it's it's devastating. To think of it as a normal thing to go to, through, but it is. And we don't treat it like it is. We treat it like it's this kind of thing that not many people go through, and shouldn't be talked about, and is private, and shouldn't be mentioned. and And actually, if we can, if we can change that, then at least we can open up the the the, the support for everyone else because it will be readily there because we know that it's necessary. Yeah. It yeah. Was,
2: it, it was that line from Tommy as if you know, miscarriage should never be one of those things. Um, you know how people kind of brush it under the carpet, and,
1: yeah
2: you know, like you say, it changes you as a person. It, you know, it changed us as a couple. It's changed us as you know. We're lucky enough to be parents now, and it changes your whole experience. You know, like mm. you, you lose that like, naivety in pregnancy. You lose that excitement. You kind of you shift and change. And I think when we actually had the baby, people kind of thought, oh, maybe they'll stop talking about it now. I'm sure they didn't think that, but you know. I think <laughs> would be cured you know yeah yeah 100% baby but actually you know we still a a friend of mine said how do you feel about talking about miscarriage um you know with the baby here and in front of her I'm like I feel really good about it like you know she's the baby we were meant to have but equally she came as a result of all of these things and you know Ben's dedicated the film to her and the credits as well you know it's it's all part of the journey
1: so it's I, I I really agree with you there as well, because lots of people assume that I would stop doing the worst girl gang when I had my rainbow baby. And I was like, no, because, you know, it's <laughs> the, the, the thought is absurd because it doesn't make it stop. Just because it's just because I've been lucky enough to have a pregnancy and, and a baby following my loss doesn't mean that anyone else doesn't make this problem go away. And, and just, but It doesn't heal you. It helps, of course. Oh my gosh, it's wonderful to be able to have a baby, but it doesn't change what's happened and it doesn't change what is happening every day for other people. It doesn't change the level of support that is available. And if I just went, oh, well, you know, I'm all right now, actually. That's, you know, Laura, find someone else. You know, that. how does that solve anything? It's just not going to pass. You know, I love a passionate rant, so I'm in it.
3: (laughs) I guess it's about risk. You're kind of talking about, I don't know. For me, it felt like almost a responsibility as yeah. mm-hmm. a, a filmmaker to put this on screen. And not, I'm not saying that everyone who goes through, uh, you know, a, a loss is, uh, you know, has a responsibility to do something about it. But it felt mm. like we just we, like we had really that responsibility had somehow. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah, we just needed to,
3: yeah.
2: like, you know, take them take what we were going through because we didn't know whether it would end well or not. And we just, you know, we had to throw our energy into something at that time and you know we're really glad that it's associated with this you know proactive thing that will hopefully help policy change which would be incredible. Um you know as we said people sharing it and getting people to understand what the experience is, that's amazing for us too because we found it so difficult describing like what it's it's such Mm. a specific grief, it's such a specific process. I think
1: unless you've been through it, it's just really hard to wrap your head around. So Yeah. We won't shut up about it, we're gonna say as well. No. Good. And you shouldn't. No. And I think as we touched on earlier, like it changes you it changes you as a person, it changes you as a couple, it changes your relationships, it changes your friendships. And if that stuff is left unspoken about, mentally you're not gonna be in a good way because you'll either force yourself to move on from it and have loads of unresolved grief and anxiety or you won't know who to turn to and 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 like people like you guys making this film and you know us trying to help people in what support looks like it's just going to provide an emotional toolbox here we go we love this Gonna provide, because it's, ne- it's never going to be an easy thing to go to but when you when you are provided with this emotional toolbox because the lines of communication have been open then at least you've got your you you're on the way to being able to manage and manage your expectations if you like and and sort of learn to deal and process your emotions and your grief in a healthy way rather than just try and suppress it all but that's only going to happen if you do have if you do feel like you have the freedom and the platform to share and learn from other people's experiences
0: yeah, yeah. and it's paving the way for this to be that little bit easier for people in the future you know Absolutely. and 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 your girls as well yeah Absolutely.
3: yeah that would be a big step yeah. wouldn't it yeah right yeah in my life
2: I taught PSHE as um like I was an English teacher but I taught PSHE class and you know it's all sex education it was all you know don't get pregnant don't get pregnant yeah getting pregnant it's like well there's a lot more to chat Mm. about you know the fact that your fertility goes down the fact that there will be this journey and you know like I said it changes you as a parent as well I think you've all spoken before about having a baby and those first few weeks as a newborn are really, really hard. (laughs) And you feel like you should be loving every single second because you fought so hard to get there. And that's really hard to Mm. wrap your head around as well. And, you know, we're, you know, hopefully in the future we'll try again for a second. But everything is clouded with the experience that came before. So making this film was you know not closing the chapter because it's still open but it just you know it's a marker for that and you know yeah. it's is the proud is the thing we're proudest of I think really apart from our daughter like mm. and it was really important that you know it was our baby before baby before
1: yeah baby. it's your you should I think, be proud yeah definitely it's a it's a legacy for your babies that haven't come into this world you know it's a it's a it's a real amazing tribute to them the fact that they've even and this is how I think about my baby that didn't make it it's just that the fact that so much good has come from there oh god (laughs) I don't think I'll ever be able to talk about this without crying but the fact that so much good has come from that little life that was so short you know in the scheme of things I just think is a really really lovely thing that you know, lots of people don't achieve that kind of in their whole lifetime. And, yeah, it, it,
0: <laughs> sorry.
1: It, no, you're totally right. And it makes them matter.
2: And I think that's what we were really conscious of in, you know, who's counting because we didn't mm-hmm. know that it mattered because nobody was talking about it. Nobody yeah, it recorded, you know, it was it was really hard that it just existed to us. Like it took so long for us to have. I know that you've done some um a chat around scans and getting them afterwards I didn't know that that was possible so mm. it took like 30 scans to finally have something baby shaped that we took home and all I had were these like millions and millions of pregnancy tests that said oh there was a baby there but nothing else you know mm. yeah that you know this is you know, the legacy for for those babies and that you know they existed to us they meant something and you know hopefully other people feel the same as well when they're watching it too. You know, that, that grief and that experience just doesn't disappear. No. What happens at the end. Yeah. Well,
0: if we've yeah. not managed to persuade you to go and have a watch of this video, guys, I don't think anything will. You, it, We'll put it in the podcast description along with the uh, link to the Tommy's campaign as well. So you can sign your life away there. And yeah, do go do go and watch. And uh, and how can they get in touch with you? Um, if they wanted to like feedback or anything like that. You have got
2: everything live on your
3: Instagram, haven't you? Um, yeah, and uh, obviously the a bit more about the story is in the kind of notes in in the Vimeo description in the link you'll you'll share. So um, but yeah, they can see your comments there and get in, get in touch with us uh, there.
0: Fabulous.
1: Yeah, thank you so so much for coming on this podcast but for making your film as well it is Mm -hmm. it is really really beautiful and when you watch it make sure that you um uh yeah you're in a good place or to to watch it because it is very moving well just grab the tissues just take some tissues with you yeah Yeah. thanks so (laughs) much no problem at all keep in touch i was
2: so excited
1: (laughs) 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 sorry if we've been a letdown
2: So embarrassing, being like, next no, it's not, please." <laughs> it's
1: so <laughs> exciting! know it's lovely to chat to you guys, and we'll uh, we'll catch up soon. Great, right, great. Right,
2: hey, See you later, Lots guys. Of love. Take
1: bye, care. Day. Bye. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. And please, please, when you have a second, rate us, review us, and share us. And let's get this taboo smashed. See you next week.